This is Mark, a.k.a. Thorn6678, because I'm a thorn in your side, talking about the game that I just had of Marcus versus Dog against my buddy and his kid for his birthday. Happy birthday, Bodie, if you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, so it was Marcus against Daw. Uh, Daw is a nasty bad touch, as he usually is, as he, and he playing against Marcus. He shut down a lot of my card draw and a lot of my ability to adapt. Uh, I made adaptive evolution... Um, very pointless in a lot of ways because my he was just draining my hand so hardcore that I was failing terrifying duels and just very neutered. It was a, it was a very neutering game back and forth. Will-O-Wisps really earned their points and then some with handing out stunned and distracted and slow. Man, I love those models. I was really iffy about them bringing them in, but they're just they're just so good. Their ability to either scheme or kind of support. I did manage to lock down, uh, it was either three or four models at once with their two-inch engagement range. I had uh, a Guilty, Montresor, and Daw, and he, I'm trying to remember if he had a line on Lady Ligaya or not, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, let's see, so the pool was Standard Deployment, Public Enemies, uh, we had Spread Them Out, Leave Your Mark, um, Vendetta, and what else do we have? What else do we have? We had a claim jump. Yep, Vendetta, Assassinate, Claim Jump, Leave Your Mark, Spread Them Out. I wasn't able to score any public enemies. I couldn't get any kills in. Uh, it was really rough. I only brought one beater. You know, it was, it was you know, very friendly game, non-competitive list, really. Um, mole men were surprisingly decent. I don't know if I would bring them much, kind of depending. I think their height, their size one makes them easier to move around the board, and actually things like spread them out. I put a scheme marker down one turn, the next turn teleport one mole man to it, and then have him move one way and drop a scheme marker and then it, it, it actually worked out um, with an ad with a uh, will-o'-wisp on the other side of the field dropping another marker it may not it might actually not work so well um, without that other support so you know it's 12 points of models there's actually uh, 16 points of models dedicated to marker drops I ended up pulling the will-o'-wisps back um, turn three to start running interference I had one shut down the, uh, the uh, it was the Avatar of Decay, is what we play with the Carrion Emissary, and then I pulled one back to help run interference with the crew because uh, Miranda was hurt bad, I lost two order initiates, and I eventually just folded and we just called it a draw. Uh, Marcus, I need to get him up the field faster, I was playing a little bit too much support with him, which is a problem that I have with support masters. I tend to play support masters better than... Uh, master, I play the quarterbacks better than than the running backs. I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess you could say. Um, but I also tend to uh, um, out out support myself a little bit, where I support support support, and then I and then I'm kind of uh, in the backfield and have to waste a lot of time to get myself back up to where I can be useful. Um, you know, the jackalope did very little, so I mean, we can say it's the jackalope uh he got in the way of some things i guess he kept some things engaged it was about all he could really do i uh, i didn't i didn't do the voltron jackalope 
order initiates were a lot more useful than I figured they were going to be. Uh, yeah, they did a lot of work. A lot of they um, facilitated a lot of card draw um, when I could keep Marcus within six inches of them. Um, Bowmen were a lot more useful than I was expecting. They were just they were the least of my opponent's worries, so they were able to go on one flank to the left and one flank to the right. I had each mole man partnered up with an order initiate and a will-o'-wisp, kind of as a little strike team. The initiate could support the other two as needed and run interference. Uh, order initiates were surprisingly adaptable and surprisingly survivable. Eventually, I lost the attrition war because of all of Jack Daw's uh, heart, um, hand, hand attack. I just couldn't really stop the hand attack roll, and uh, I eventually lost due to not being able to cheat anything. I had zero opportunity to uh, save my hand for flips that really needed it. Uh, a bunch of my models were staggered constantly, so they were at minus move. I should have uh, listened to my buddy Josh McCarran and put Eldritch Magic on the Jackalope whenever there is any kind of condition in the game and you're playing Marcus. I think that I agree with him that Eldritch Magic is a, is a much overlooked upgrade that actually has a pretty key use. You put it on a tiny little model that doesn't do a whole lot of anything like the jackalope he's insignificant he has a zero inch engagement range his attack is a stat four i if you waste a bunch of time putting upgrades on him to make the jackalope voltron you've probably already lost the game anyway i don't see how i could possibly do that unless i'm just so far ahead in points that i might as well just for the fun of it i don't see it being useful in a competitive sense. Uh, I'm the Voltron Jackalo being useful in the competitive sense. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I couldn't really do much about that. I didn't have Ancient Pact on my bottles because really this was just a really friendly game. Just getting the feel for some things. Uh, I never would have put Moment on the table if it hadn't been for this game. Like I said before, I found them surprisingly useful. I ended up zipping one to the other side of the board after he was buried. He managed to survive an attack. I don't remember from what, but he managed to survive an attack and bury. And I had zipped up the field with a will-o'-wisp and put a scheme marker down, and I unburied the one mole man next to it, and I teleported the other mole man next to that one as well. And then they split up. One put a, a scheme marker on the left backfield flank, the other one went for the middle flank, the uh, backfield middle, and then my other Will-O-Wisp went for the right-hand flank, and there wasn't really much that the dog crew could do about it. They're pretty slow, and I had them pretty well engaged in the center. Uh, we called it at a tie. He had would have gotten like two or three, I think three points from the strategy. There was no way I could have scored the strategy. My Kojo went down fast, uh, and he was pretty much my only killy model. Um, I at one point had turned. Miranda into the Groot Sling, just for the fun of it, and uh, that was a big mistake. He, She couldn't do much of anything because she was top-decking her attacks. But it was fun just to just, just to say, hey, okay, this this uh, little uh, this little human being just became this giant monster. And then she turned back, and I didn't realize how you could abuse the heals on her by having her turn into a beast and healer, and then her turn comes back, you turn her back into... 
human form and she heals too again and you can just keep doing that until she's healed because uh, I was looking at her car, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I couldn't heal myself with her heal because her heal is so good. I ended up scoring uh, two points on Spread Them Out, which is the first time I've ever done that. I've only ever scored the first point, and that was with Titania a long time ago. And I think I ended up, I think when we looked back at it, I was doing that incorrectly. I think my ski markers might have been too close together. I'm not sure. Um, I seem to remember something being wrong with what I was doing, but that was like 25 games ago. So whatever we were in utero at that point, we're infants. Now we were in utero then called it there. It was a good game. Uh, it was, um, interesting to see what some models that I wouldn't normally take, uh, can do, uh, in a competitive, uh, in a competitive sense, I would have put, at least one Cerberus, probably Ferdinand Vogel, and probably um, the Scorpius. Uh, Scorpius seems like a good counter to Daw. Uh, he's a good model in general. Uh, put some feathered wings on him and send him screaming up the field. And then just uh, poison, shut down triggers, etc. Shut down bonus actions. Uh, let's see here. Will-O-Wisps, I was surprised at how amazing they are. Uh, I don't remember if I said before, but managed to completely shut down the emissary. Uh, got a lot of conditions out. His two-inch engagement range is unbelievable. Uh, it's not necessarily a bunch of damage, but man, you can just sh you you may not kill a model with them, but you can really neuter them with, by putting stunned and distracted and slow on them. Something to Im important to remember is that penetrating stench is if the model that is if the model activates and it's engaged with the Will-O-Wisp, not engaged by the Will-O-Wisp, is when they would get stunned or discard a card. Just So the Will-O-Wisp has a two-inch engagement range. It's engaging a model. That doesn't mean that it becomes stunned from Penetrating Stench when it activates, if it's outside of that model's engagement range. So I did kind of have to fudge that a little bit. I was engaged and kind of shimmied around to be able to be engaging all, like, it was like three or four of his models, so they would have to discard a card or gain uh, penetrating stench. But he managed to, I think he, did he push him away? I think he might have terrorized him away. The amount of analysis in this 10-year-old's brain was pretty, it was pretty good. You know, there was some coaching from his dad going on, of course, because, I mean, he's, he's 10, but... It was there was a lot of the decision making was was done by him, and that was the whole point of the game to have this like father son bonding experience, and I was glad to be a part of that. It was really cool. So I'll wrap it up there. Um, this is my first game with Marcus. He's really cool. Definitely my play style. I really need to get the crew painted up. There's a lot of cool beasties. I um, was playing with the first ed metal mole men, and I think I'm good with that. I don't think I'll get the the plastic ones, um, the plastic ones look dumb and the in, in a bad way, and the metal ones look dumb in kind of a derpy, funny way, like a lot of first ed models looked. So I think I'll stick with those. And uh, I only have one Slate Ridge Mauler. That's fine. I don't anticipate myself ever needing another one, unless for some reason I hire one and then turn Miranda into one. But honestly, Miranda just seems so good by herself. Like, I don't anticipate really shape-shifting much with her unless there's a very specific need of a very specific model. I plan on always running Marcus and Neverborn. So I could see becoming the Bandersnatch, like if I if I am up against Zip and I have an opportunity to go into a shadow, 
if the sabotage is in the pool, I could put roots laying out there and put um, a layer down and then put down a, uh, turn into Bandersnatch and put down a, a web marker and then a ski marker or something, some sort of shenanigans. That's a, that's a lot of Rube Goldberg machine. That's, but hey, it could work. It might work for one point at least. It might take an opponent by surprise. Because a crew that's generally not known for any kind of marker shenanigans all of a sudden having two different types of non-scheme or strategy or corpse markers or scrap, scrap markers out, that could be pretty strong. Might take them by surprise. Might work once. Um, pretty small meta, so it might work once on each opponent. They might kind of see what I'm up to and, and try to stop it. It's kind of a thing with Malifaux is you're either a, a crew that steamrolls or a crew that stops. I When I first started playing Neverborn, I was more of a try to play the crew that stops, very cagey and defensive, and try to wait for my opponent to come in and do things and react to it. And I've become a lot more aggro these days, which um, is more my... I'm finding it's kind of more suited to me. And the reason why I would play so cagey is because my models would just die right out the gate without getting any work done. There's nothing wrong with a model dying turn one if it got some work done along the way. So usually I would fling a model out up the field and uh, be a distraction card effects. There'd be a lot of AP going into him to take him down, and he would die before doing any work. I realize that some people would say, well, he soaked up all that AP, so that's fine. And not when you're fighting a gun line that's not really moving much and just unloading on you. That's It accomplished nothing. It accomplished absolutely nothing. If anything, it was to my detriment, because since he was playing gun crews a lot, they would have to come to me more. So I would play KG with my whole crew, except for one model that I put up the field and it would always backfire. Now with my hand management skills being a little bit better, my positioning being a little bit better, I'm able to get stuff up the field and keep it alive long enough and even start to set some traps. Uh, this game was not so much a trap type of game. It was more just let's move my stuff around the field. Uh, Marcus's crew is incredibly mobile. Uh, Neverborn in general are incredibly mobile, which is, uh, I used to say they were not mobile at all, which is kind of amazing to me how dumb I was. Look at their triggers. just on your heels everywhere. I can be in your backfield on literally the middle of turn one. I can be in your backfield. No problem. I have tons of lures. I have tons of pushes. Just push myself a little up a little bit and then save my high cards for an on your heels and with something like Lord Chompy Bits or Candy or even Sorrow. I think it's Sorrows on there. Is it Sorrows? Or listen, a bunch of things have on your heels on very long distance willpower attacks that are not that don't look super useful on their surface like you want to waste quote waste a whole model's activation by putting him in position to just maybe do a staggered or a stunned and you'd be assuming they would be outside of the misery bubble if you're playing something like pandora well it's not a waste because if you can get a model into the backfield it takes your opponent by surprise and now they got to deal with it because especially if there's something with markers in in the pool, if you let something go by you, they can get in your backfield and it, it can be easy to run away with it. With all the incorporeal and flying that you have available to you, it'd be easy to get into somebody's backfield and just never be able to catch them or waste a lot of AP being able to catch them. So I'll sign out with that. Thanks for listening. And I will start to prepare for the next fo down, focused photo. Down.